right, welcome back to another episode of Life Between the Six with Cody Copper. Uh, another round of predictions, and yes. Eli is still here. How's it going, sir? <laughs> it's good to be back. Long time no see. Yes, long long time no see indeed. It looks like you had a little bit of a wardrobe change there, no? Or is that the same jersey as last time? Same jersey, but, you know, I got to rock <laughs> the new kit. Um, I love You know, it. I'm biased, so I put them as my the best kit in MLS, but, okay. you know. Okay. And I was, uh, people think I was biased for putting LAFCs at the bottom, but it is legit the grossest kit I've ever seen. In my <laughs> opinion, it looks like, I, I mean, I made fun of it on Twitter. I called the barf times mucus kit. Um, but a lot of people are are calling it the smog kit, or I think that's what they're okay. going with. And they, the smog I guess they want to showcase, you know, weed, yeah. um, yeah. as their, as their, as their Jersey. So that's, that's what they want to do. But to me, it looks like barf and it's disgusting. And if I wasn't hey. a galaxy fan, I'd still put it at the worst, but okay. I respect that. It was called the smoke screens the kit smoke screen, for yeah. whatever's worth. Yeah. I don't know. By the way, side note, I just looked at my phone and LA Galaxy completed the signing of Tyler Boyd today. Yes, finally. He's been with us all preseason. So and we knew it, it should happen. It was going to happen. I feel pretty good about it. Um, It just kind of sucks that that's like the big signing of the offseason for us. Right. Because, um, you know, we really needed to make some big international moves, um, especially with what we've given up this offseason. For sure. All right. Well, first one up, I think we should jump into these are going to be uh, the league, the competition predictions, as well as the individual awards of the season. So um, Supporter Shield is is what we have to kick it off with. Um, LAFC obviously won it last season. It was uh, what them and Philly. Yes. Right was. to the end. Yes. Um, they broke uh, New England's uh, record. Uh, Which 70, was set the year before. Yep, seventy-two points. Uh, so uh, obviously they went on to win uh, in a bit dramatic fashion the they league. Did, yes, but neither of you care. You're going with Philly next season. Yeah, I think, I think it's Philly's year. Um, Do you know that they lost? What was it like? They the, lost the NFL, the the MLB, the MLS, and like something else, maybe in the hockey. Yeah, championships NHL, last yeah, year, like yeah. they had a twenty twenty two was not their year. <laughs> um, and I do think that twenty twenty three will will be their year. Um, I just think that they are too good to pass on, and as long as Jim Curtin remains as the head coach at Philadelphia, because there is the speculation that he may or may not be, you know leave to go to the U S national team with Jesse Marsh. If, if they hire Jesse Marsh, um, I, I just think if he stays, I, I think that they keep the ball rolling and, and this is their year. Definitely. I, I agree with the supporter shield thing. For me, this team is built for the regular season. This team always, yes. I mean, from front to bottom, I mean, this team has the best back line in MLS. Like there's no debate on that. And just for me and MLS cup, and we saw them almost win it, but you know, for for me in the Philadelphia Union, it's always about, or just me in MLS Cup, it's always about, you know, the star having his moment. And I'm not sure if, you know, Philly has, has that star that's going to get that big moment for them. We saw it with LAFC and Gareth Bale. Like, your, your, your squad could only take you a certain point, but you just need that player that's going to reach the next level. And that's what we see in every MLS Cup winning team. But... Um, you know, maybe Daniel Gazdag continues to rise and he he becomes that guy for them. 
and then obviously behind between the sticks they have the star um but yeah. you know you need that guy that's going to go and get the that match winning goal that mls cup winning goal um and uh, it just sucks because they were so close to doing it and i was they there I, was, I felt it I, I was so happy jack elliott about to happen and then of course gareth bale does that and I, it's funny because i dropped a video the day before um, MLS Cup being like, should LAFC even bother playing Gareth Bale in the MLS Cup? And well, that, <laughs> well at that least you got an really... answer, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, did get gotta... a, you did get a definitive answer. Always got to love when I people did. respond to you personally. Um, I should clarify, Supporter Shield is the most points won during the regular season. So the traditional title. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So the Premier title. League That's title, it. whoever wins at the end of the season with most points. But what do you get, Eli, with the Supporter Shield? You get a shield. And you pass it on to the next team next year. I mean, no one Any really advantages cares. in the playoffs. Yeah, you get it. You get an advantage. Um, well, top seed in each conference gets a buy in the first round. It could either work in your favor or go against you. Because what we saw in 2021 is the Revs got that buy, but because of the way the scheduling worked, I believe like four, like eleven out of the fourteen playoff teams were eliminated before New England played their first match. And that really ruined their chances because they were just they were just too well rested. And um, but last year, the scheduling was a little bit better. I think it had to be rushed because of the World Cup, and that helped LAFC. But um obviously you 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 get that home field advantage for the entirety of the playoffs. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on the award? I mean, in this league, it doesn't mean anything, you know, really at doesn't. the end of the day, it's who wins MLS cup is who goes down as the, the winner of that season. And unfortunately, traditional, uh, traditional methods don't really apply to MLS. I don't know if, and I, I shouldn't say that I shouldn't say that traditional methods don't apply to MLS. I should just say that the focus is more on how the league is constructed here. And, and, and that is MLS cup rather than supporter shield or, you know, the traditional yes. winner. Uh, this is just interesting. Philly won it in 2020 COVID year with 47 points. I was just looking at the the past winners and that, oh, yeah, that was just uh, been an abbreviated COVID season, year. right? That was COVID, yeah. COVID year. So I just yeah. making sure Columbus crew won it in 09 with 49 points. So, but you know, less teams back in 09. So it's all very different. Mm-hmm. Um, U.S. Open cup. Uh, Want to give me a quick overview on on the Open Cup? Is this the this is Lamar very, Hunt Trophy? Yes, it is. It's the Lamar Hunt Trophy. It is essentially. I, I don't want to phrase this incorrectly, but it's I would compare it to like the FA Cup, where all yes. professional teams have a bid to enter, and essentially the lower league teams kind of hack it out in the first three rounds. Then in come the big boys, MLS teams. Uh, and you know it's kind of just a, a winner go home tournament. A hundred I mean, teams, was, yes, are competing at this, and I mean it's teams you guys Probably we have never, never heard, heard from. They're in the National Amateur Cup, right? So there's amateur teams that are going to be competing against NPSL, USL two teams, even the MLS next teams, the USL Championship, and then MLS. I mean this covers like the entire landscape of soccer and who was the, was it Sac city or Sacramento last Sac season Republic. who like made Sac Republic who made the big run. Yes. Which was awesome to see. And you know, the, the best part about the U S open cup is the, what they like to call the cup sets. 
and that, that's something you want to you want to see every year you want to root for the usl teams to to beat the mls guys i was unfortunately there when sac republic knocked out the galaxy um but you know from that point i wasn't salty about it i wanted them to win it on it's unfortunate that they they didn't end up winning and what sucks even more is how the final wasn't in front of Sacramento fans. I would have loved it to be a home match for them instead of at Orlando. I think Agreed. that would have been really cool for the tournament. Yeah. So how did you come up with earthquakes winning it? I mean, this has to be the biggest coin toss ever. <laughs> yeah, it is the biggest coin toss, which is why like you can't really predict something like this tournament. However, I mentioned in the previous episode that San Jose is a team that I could see surprising people. They got a lot of young guys. And they're a very much improved team. And I say, you know, you're not going to go for MLS Cup this year if you're San Jose. Obviously, every team goes for MLS Cup. But, like, realistically, you're not going to. And I think if San Jose wants to get a trophy this year, I think the Open Cup would be a great bet for them. And I could see them, you know, maybe pulling off a run like like a Sacramento Republic, even though, obviously, they're an MLS team and not a, a USL team. But sometimes they they play like one. But not wrong. Hey, not hey. wrong uh to me yeah this is this is always interesting so like the mls teams enter the competition like in the fourth round or something all the small teams kind of have to fight themselves uh amongst themselves you came up with portland i guess any rhyme or reason behind portland not really i think it's i think that they are just an organization that may or may not be in that in a certain position at some point throughout the season where they realize they're not going to win MLS Cup or the Supporter Shield, so they might just turn their focus to at least getting a trophy. I think that there's a lot of pressure on uh, Geo to produce uh, some sort of trophy uh, this year because he does, he has had the opportunity to essentially build the roster that he has wanted for years. Mm-hmm. And I think that the ownership group there may or may not be putting some pressure on him to maybe win uh, something again this year. And, and, you know, like Eli said, it's, it's a trophy that if you're not going to be pushing for MLS cup, or you're not going to be pushing for the supporter shield, it's one that I think a mid table team or a team that is relatively comfortable in the playoff positions might try and win. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, fair enough um orlando city i wonder if they'll run it back the next one we have is the Concacaf champions league in case anyone was confused that we were talking about the champions league earlier uh again eli quick brief overview this is the Concacaf, uh which everyone's usually familiar with the world cup qualifying uh as being our governing body this pulls teams from those countries but it's their their domestic league teams and so you've got a little bit of mixture uh, of i say uh, teams from a few different countries which is just like the european champions league mm-hmm. and now that uh lafc has one mls cup i see them you know going for this trophy uh, uh, on top of anything else kind of like a seattle um, this LAFC is a team that was very close to winning the CONCACAF Champions League a couple years back. And, you know, I, I, I see them going all out for this. So that's why I picked them to win. Uh, I'm being biased. And in my my Liga Mekis versus MLS competitions, I just went with MLS winners. Um, but I understand why Cody may, may think a, or may go a different way. But I think out of the MLS teams, I see LAFC absolutely going for this and potentially winning it this time. With, I would I would agree actually if yeah. if an MLS team does win it, 
I think it will be LAFC because they have, like you said, won essentially, they have now won the supporter shield. They have won MLS cup. And I think that this is the one trophy that they will be kind of, you know, quote unquote, starving for. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I was gonna say, isn't Seattle the first MLS team to win it? Correct. And it was just last season, right? Yes. So it was a big deal. Obviously. It was a very big deal. You know, we deal. all sat there for a long time wondering if it ever happened. Is this one of those things, Eli, now the dam is broken, we've gotten the the kind of weight off our back, we've broken through, we can we can go out and repeat? Or is it just Liga MX is they've got good teams, good players that that's why it's tough. I mean, it will always be tough, but I think definitely Seattle opened the doors and I think you know, this LAFC team might be better than that Seattle team. I, I, I can't say I know much about what's happening in Mexico right now. Um, I hate to admit it, but I, I kind of stopped following them as they got removed from FIFA. But um, I, I, I can't say too much about these Mexican teams. I could only really talk about how, how good this LAFC team is. And I think if it, an MLS team wins it, it will be LAFC. You said non-MLS, Cody. Do you dare make a prediction on who on which team yeah are you just adding i'm just i'm just saying non-mls i'm gonna stick with non-mls i do think um seattle won it by the skin of their teeth last year it essentially cost them everything um to because they put all their eggs in one basket and they kind of went all for broke on champions league i'm not sure another organization in the in in the mls does that this year so i think it's it may go back to mexico and and mexico might uh, a mexican team might win it all right well uh appreciate that uh as always the new one is a league's cup right so th- this is interesting for me i was trying to figure out what was going on here uh you and i talked briefly, briefly. Uh, about it but it, they calling they're calling it a monumental new chapter for North American soccer starting this season. All that's right. Every single forty seven MLS and Liga MX teams will compete in a completely reimagined League's Cup, an annual month long tournament. So in the middle of the season, we're gonna hit pause. Right, we're just gonna take a month off. We're gonna bring everyone together. You've got what twenty nine MLS teams and sixteen <laughs> Liga MX teams down in Mexico. And you're going to do a Champions League style team uh, or co- competition. I don't know what to make of this. I immediately, Cody, think of player safety. Uh, do they have enough rosters to play all these games? Um, because I was trying to see how many games that each team plays. I think it's a guaranteed three, three games. Because that's your that's your group, right? You get three. You get four teams in a group, and then the top two. Oh, we know. I guess it's two, or do they play each other twice? I think it's actually three teams per group. Oh, is it three teams per group? I, I thought it so. was four. I thought it was four teams in. There you go. Oh no, it is. It's three three teams per group, so you only get two games. Sorry, we're yeah. we're all we're all learning this as we go because <laughs> yeah, a lot which of will this, be it'll be interesting. It will um, be very interesting. But for me. On my perspective, in 2020, we had the MLS's back tournament, and a lot of people enjoyed that tournament, at least fan-wise. I don't know how much the players enjoyed being in that bubble or anything. Um, Cody, you can maybe speak on that, but I <laughs> I loved watching the MLS's back tournament, and I think if they could capture the same fun 
that was in the MLS's back tournament with the League's Cup. I mean, they should, given it's, you know, everyone loves MLS versus Liga MX. I, I'm really hyped up for this. Um, I have no idea how it's going to go. I just picked a random team because I was asked asked to for this. Okay. But um, I, I went with Austin because I think, you know, they, they definitely are team ready to compete for a trophy. Um, yeah. So I, I gave them this one as their trophy. I, don't I think know. I think that's a good uh, good guess. I think that they are ready to compete for a trophy. However, for me, it I think it's going to be a non-MLS team again with this one. I I don't know what it is about these two tournaments this year. I just don't think MLS is an MLS organization is going to win either one of them. All right. Well, did you guys see this Sorry, video? So what they're trying to do with this is they're trying to um, be very, I think, like fan-oriented and fun, right? So I think this is the competition where, yep, four weeks across all three countries, Canada, the U.S., and, and Mexico. Oh. Oh, one thing I do want to mention, I believe that none of the matches will be in Mexico. Oh, oh, interesting. Well, so it includes teams from Mexico, so I apologize. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, no, I know. Obviously, the video said three countries, but I, I do believe that there there will not be any matches in Mexico. Every match will be in the U.S., which might actually help the the, the MLS teams. I hate how that's a thing, but it's a thing. I don't know why. But, but that's think- if, if an MLS team does win, that will be an excuse for Absolutely. Liga MX to say, you know, hey. this is one of the reasons you guys had their federation agreed to it. it's probably cheaper they got to earn more whatever uh, there will be no ties so it's kind of like hockey uh if you do tie you get one point you immediately go to a penalty shootout and if you win the penalty shootout, you get an extra point um regulation win earns three points though so you can get three points one point or two points or zero points uh and again this uh will help you qualify for the Concacaf champions league Look, credit for creativity, I suppose, right? Of like trying to add something different. You know, clearly they're trying to um, bring in, you know, the North American soccer landscape tighter. Like I get that. But again, you already have the CONCACAF Champions League. Mm -hmm. MLS already has the US Open Cup. The Canadian teams have the Canadian Cup. Like now we're just going to hit pause for a month in the middle of the season, do this. It's just, I get it. It's just a lot. It's Um, adding salt to the wound. If you ask me from a player's perspective, because it is just two more games or, you know, the addition of three or four more games, depending on how deep you go in this tournament. And what is the, what is the result of this? Like, obviously, yes, you, you might be able to win, but the, the increased chance of injury, the, increased Mm -hmm. chance of damaging what you know might be a good point of the season for any specific team to just stop in the middle of the season and then go back they might lose all their momentum you know this is a very i think it's going to be a very uh interesting interesting take and i think it's going to be an interesting learning perspective uh learning uh curve for not only the league, but the teams moving forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's new. They're trying to make it fresh, trying to make it fan-oriented. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but uh, very interesting. Fan-orientated in terms of, like, the waste management tournament, like where they can just get like run, Yeah, just get hammered <laughs> and run onto the, feet, run uh, onto the course. Probably not that Probably much. not that much. No. Okay. I mean, I think it's I, – I hate to be that guy, but, you know, 
it's a money grabber tournament. They know that oh, there's a sure. ton of League of MX fans in the US and they want to, you know, showcase that. Of yeah. Course, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I was going to ask you, uh, do you have any predictions on the 2023 Canadian Championship? <laughs> no. I mean, no. who cares? No, um, no <laughs> as, a, as a winner, Eli. A true, on. true, true. I know um, you're a winner. <laughs> I would love to see Vancouver do it again because yeah. it, it to go back to back would be something incredible for the organization. However, I could see Toronto maybe kind of pulling it out. Well, yeah, maybe Mark, if they want a lot of Vancouver trip. fans or you know, ex-teammates are gonna be upset with me about saying that. However, I think it's just a reality. Well, mark me I'm down sorry. for Pacific FC, my new favorite a, team I picked. A Pacific knocked out Vancouver two years ago. So <laughs> And I'm uh, sorry to the Canadians out there crapping on the, the Canadian championship. It's just, you know, for me, it's a, like a one in three shot for an MLS team to get into it the is. Champions League. That's how I look at it. Um, but I'd love to see Forge, you know, a team that made the CONCACAF Champions League make a run at the Canadian championship there you or something go. like that. But yeah, yeah I don't, I, I personally don't care about it, but understandable. You, uh, have fun, Canadians. Hey, it's my only winner's medal. <laughs> I'm going to keep that one forever. So, hey, hey W. <laughs> All right, the next one we have up is the MLS Cup. We're going to predict on that one. Obviously, I've got the 22 bracket in front of us here. Um, you know, uh, it's it's hard to predict this far out, right? So I don't think we really need to hold each other uh, to account on this too much. I am excited you guys split. Cody, you are going with Philly, who you both have said is like, hey, it's Philly's year. Like, they've done enough. They've got the pieces. Yeah. Well, I guess, like what makes you think that, that, you know, this is going to get them over knowing that the playoffs are just brutal in the MLS. Mm -hmm. I think last year, one of the key reasons that they missed out on winning was the injury to Alejandro Bedoya. Um, mm -hmm. He is obviously a very large part of their, their end product. And I am banking that decision is not just based on Ale being fit, but them being able to, again, put those pieces together and just it being their year. I think that everything kind of falls into place for them this year. Um, and, you know, Andre stands on his head and Ale's fit all the way through to the final and they figure it out. Don't you think this team getting to the final and losing in such spectacular fashion is also like the hunger inside their belly. Whereas we see For teams, sure. like I can speak from example, when Chelsea won under Mourinho last, they came back next season and Eden Hazard was out of shape. Diego Costa's out of shape. Like they'd won it. They are the Kings. They didn't have to try. Yeah. They are going to have the burning desire to kind of right that wrong. For sure. All right. For sure. All right. Well, that's Philly. Uh, you, you have Toronto. You're definitely putting all the chips in Toronto's <laughs> basket this season. Yeah, so I mentioned, you know, with Philly and, you know, having you need you need the star to have the shining moment. And I, I see that with Toronto. I mean, they brought in Lorenzo Insigne and Bernadeschi. I mean, th those two guys alone are probably two, if not the biggest names in MLS. Um, but with the, the offseason they've had, I'm very high on them heading into the season as Cody is. But the reason why I, I picked Toronto and I'm actually not convinced fully it will be Toronto, but. In the summer of last year, I made a bold prediction that Toronto and LAFC would face each other in the 2023 MLS Cup. So I want to stick by that prediction. Oh, and I, for me, 
for me, it's going to be between Toronto and LAFC. I'm not sure which team I have winning it, but I went with Toronto um, for this just to, you know, not have a repeat winner. And I would also hate to see LAFC win it again. But um, I I think this Toronto side um, has something cooking this year. I, I would agree with that. And Eli is clearly speaking this into existence at this point. So, I get it. Uh, I support you in your efforts to do that. Yes. All right. Well, the last thing we have here is just the some of the individual awards. Uh, we'll go through these kind of quick. Um, but, you know, I think it was worth just kind of throwing in because, again, if you don't hit a prediction, oh, well, no big deal. But if and when you guys hit predictions this season, we'll make sure to get these clips up and yes. uh, celebrate. Yes. So this is really for you guys. Uh, most valuable player, Cody, you had uh, Drusy from Austin. And uh, Eli, so did oh, you. Interesting. Can I explain yeah, I, my logic? Because it's, yes. it's weird. Okay, okay, so in 2020, or 2021, sorry, Carlos Heel won MVP. A lot of people thought Hani Mukhtar could have won it over him. In 2022, Hani Mukhtar won MVP, and Sebastian. A lot of people thought Driussi could have won it over him. So I'm saying in 2023, Driussi is gonna win it. And I mean, uh, he's got all the tools, and he just signed a major extension with them. I know that doesn't really play into it, but you know, he's locked in with Austin for for the long run, and I think this will be his year to win it. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't gonna go that far into it. I think Driussi is a hell of a player. I think, as you said, Eli, he has all the tools. I just think he's going to bag 15 to 20 and it's going to be, it's kind of, it's going to be his award. Mm-hmm. All right. Golden boot. Uh, Eli, you kind of alluded to this earlier. You had Kucha Hernandez with Columbus crew. Cody, you have Agata from Kansas city. Yeah. Um, Agata had a very nice appearance or a run of goals before his injury. Is that correct? He was injured last year. Yeah. Or yeah, no, he was yeah. brought into the league. Sorry, he he was brought in midway through. Yes, sorry, you're correct. He's a partial he was, season player. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. partial season player in a team that was not firing on all cylinders. And I believe Agata was part of the reason that they kind of made that end of season run because he was able to get those goals and help the organization. As you said earlier, I think, or maybe in the last episode, it is going to come down to the battle between Polito and Agata or the combination of those two playing together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then I, obviously you have Cucho Hernandez with uh, the crew. Yeah. I mean, he was also a mid season signing um, for, for Columbus. And uh, when I went to Chicago last year, I saw him score his first MLS goal. And I just knew instantly that this guy was going to be special for this league. And, you know, I think a full season of him will be, extremely dangerous i mean he scored nine goals in 1300 minutes last year i think he he will be the the far and away golden boot winner for me yeah it's just interesting both you guys um your golden boot person is kind of in the middle of the table uh as far as predictions go you would think that the golden boot would be able to propel a team but hey it's mls you're in the top half of the conference you're in the playoffs i don't think it really matters yeah that's all you need most assists uh former former teammate uh gold 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 father because oh geez there he is the scottish Uh, messi yeah yep yep which he'll probably have another big season with them again and then you have carlos heel as well so eli start with you 
I mean, for all the reasons that we've talked about before with New England and Carlos Hill, I mean, he is the best playmaker in the league. He was just a, an easy shoe in for me. If he could stay healthy all year, I, I can't see anyone else racking more assists than him. I, I completely agree. He was, this was a tough decision for me, um, but I had to, uh, you know, throw one in for my, my former teammate. I think uh, Galdi is one of the most underrated attacking midfielders in this league does not get the uh, pu- publicity that he deserves. I think he uh, really creates a lot that goes under the radar. And I think that this year with the signings that they have, that Vancouver has made, I think that the pieces could finally fall into place for him to have a, you know, individual award season. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be big for him. Uh, Defender of the year. You both have Jack Elliott of Philadelphia union. Uh, Cody, uh, I'm telling Walker on you. So Walker, I, th- I, I just think this year is, is Jack's year. Um, you know, Walker has had many great years. However, if I'm going to stick to my supporter shield and MLS cup prediction, I have to think that the back line of Philly is going to be rock solid. And Jack Elliott really had a good year last year. His partner, his partner center back won defender of the year last year, but I think it will kind of, it, it'll flip to the other side this year. That makes sense. And then from you, Eli, is it just because he's got such a good goalkeeper behind him with the shutouts? It just helps pad their stats. Uh, I wouldn't say it's because of that, but you know, for me, uh, you know, Jack, Jacob Glessness won it last year. And in my opinion, I thought Jack Elliott was the better center back on Philly last year. And I was shocked when he wasn't a finalist for defender of the year and how Kai Wagner and Jacob Glessness were put over him. So I think this should be Jack's year as well. Um, agreeing with Cody. All right. Goalkeeper of the year. Uh, we've got Alias Ivicic with Portland and, um, Cody, I guess you're going with Petrovic or Blake because as a goalkeeper, you can't decide. I can't decide. I think um, Petrovic is just linked with Manchester United. Yeah, so I was going to you know, drop that in there. I think the goalkeeping coach at New England has done an incredible job over the last couple of years with helping goalkeepers kind of, you know, sharpen their skills. And I think them going out and signing Petrovic last year was a very questionable signing to a point. However, he came in and really, I think, shocked a lot of people with how good and how consistent he truly was. My argument and the reason that I have both of them, both Petrovic and Blake in there, is because Andre Blake, for the last four or five years, has really been the you know, the top, top, top goalkeeper in this league. And I think, again, you know, if I'm going to stick to my supporter shield and MLS Cup prediction, he will be goalkeeper of the year because he will be on fire and uh, I'm going to ride or die with with this. All right. So, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to kick to you and say, well, obviously you're going Portland. Uh, You know, for you, you have them kind of hunting for uh, a playoff spot. Cody had them a bit higher as well. Um, So I guess, yeah, your thoughts on Ivicic. 
Yeah, so um, the reason why I didn't put Petrovic is because I'm expecting him to leave over the summer. We we talked okay. about the Manchester United interest. I, I think if he stays the whole season, he'll probably win it. I didn't go with Andre Blake just because we've seen him win it a lot, and I want to see yeah. someone else win it. I mean, Andre Blake is the is the best goalkeeper in MLS. That's just how how it is. But Ivacic was a very underrated keeper last year for the Portland Timbers. And I think a lot of the the reason why we didn't hear too much about him was because Portland wasn't in the playoffs, but every Portland fan raves about him. A lot of people considered him the third best keeper in the league last season behind the two that Cody mentioned. So I decided to go with Ivacic just because we've seen Blake do it um, so many times. And then because Petrovic has probably got out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fair. Well, you doubled down with newcomer of the year going through Vander at Portland as well. It sounds like you're a Portland fan to me. <laughs> well, I think if Portland is going to be a playoff team and they are going to have a resurgence, I think Evander is going to be the key piece in that. Um, they did sign him to become the new Valeri, the new maestro. So uh, that's why he's my newcomer of the year pick. For sure. And then Cody flip into you. Uh, you have uh, Ramirez at Columbus. Yeah. And I know he's been in the league before. However, he left the league. He's coming back to the league. I think he has a year at Columbus that really thrusts him back into the spotlight of, you know, his LAFC days, his his early Minnesota days. Um, and, you know, I, I I'm hoping that he can be up for newcomer of the year, but I'm not sure. However, I did want to put him in the running and, you know, my opinion, if, if he backs 10 to 15 goals, I think that it's an arguable, um, it's, it's an arguable statement. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to see that in my opinion, he's still Minnesota United's goat. So I would love he to, is. I would love to see him do that. Yeah. I watched him, uh, for a couple of years when NASL days, uh, up in Blaine, uh, got to see him when they had the atomic data kits and all that good stuff uh, back before MLS ruined their kits. <laughs> so young player of the year, you guys are uh, of the same mindset with Tiago Almada of Atlanta United. So Eli, we'll let you get yours in to make sure that uh, Cody can show his work on his answers. I mean, just coming off winning a world cup, which is, just huge for the league, even if he had a very limited role for Argentina. I mean, he's expected to be the guy for Atlanta United, a team that I have hopes to make the playoffs this year. Um, So I, I I think, you know, if they are going to be a playoff team, a lot of it's going to be riding on this youngster. And I think, you know, he'll be a shoe in for young player of the year, if that's the case. Yeah, I I agree. I think with all of the pieces kind of seemingly coming together at Atlanta, I think his input on the field is going to be massive and is going to be critical in their ability to score and or create and therefore score goals this season. Um, You know, obviously we touched in the last episode on, you know, the toxicity that has been Atlanta United the past couple seasons. However, I think that they are in a new, um, a new, a new spot, a new uh, light, uh, shall we say. And I think Tiago Almada will be, um, you know, as you stated, a shoe in for young player of the year. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, right. Next up is manager of the year. Uh, you've got Bob Bradley with Toronto. Yeah. Um, I just think that going from second to last to a top three top four team in 
in the league or, you know, in their respective conference is going to, you know, kind of thrust his name into that conversation. It's, it just takes, in my opinion, it's pretty, it's a pretty simple answer. Yeah. It just takes two Serie A players. No, no Serie A players, the best, one of the best league, one of the best goalkeepers in the league, arguably one of the best defenders in the league for the last 10 years. I mean, you know, they, they've got all the pieces and, you know, whether you're going to put those signings, you know, as, as his signings or somebody else's, he is going to, um, you know, reap the benefits. So I did not go with Bob Bradley, but the, the reason behind that being, and I hate to be that guy, but thinking of Bob Bradley as like the MLS coach of the year in 2023 makes me cringe a little bit um, just because of who Bob is. Um, but no shade to him. Uh, I think he will be great. And I think Toronto will be great. And obviously he probably will win manager of the year, head coach of the year. Um, but I went with Oscar Perea just because I think they'll be the next most improved team. I, I think Orlando will, at least in the regular season, be much improved from where they were last year. And I think, you know, sure, they barely made the playoffs last year, but this this time I think they're going to be solid as like a home field advantage team. And I, I generally like Oscar Perea as a manager, but. No, I like it. And then last, we have comeback player of the year. Uh, Eli going with Miles Robinson of Atlanta United. Touched on him a little bit earlier. Uh, you had Casido or Krelik uh, with Vanny, Vancouver, RSL. So uh, can I get a decision out of you, Mr. Crop? No, you cannot. I think that um, Krylak, we touched on it in the last episode, um, is a very talented player and a huge piece to RSL, RSL's success. Um, that said, Dybra Caicedo, uh, I think, would have been in the running for young player of the year last year had he not gotten injured. And I think if he can come back fit and ready to go and play a role in what Vancouver will be able to do, I think he will be a, you know, a shoe in for, for, uh, this award. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that, Eli, before we get to miles Robinson? Yeah. I mean, you obviously have the insight on, um, Kaiseido and I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you there. I definitely love the dummy or Crylock pick and I'm, I'm kind of ashamed that I didn't even consider him for this, but he is one of easily one of the most lovable players to watch. Like Could one of the lovable more. people. He's a league. great person too. Just like off oh, the field, wonderful. super nice. Yeah, what he does for that club and, you know, the fans there. I know he has a whole section of just seats that he donates. Um, But I went a different route. Um, For some reason, the first player that came into my mind was Miles Robinson. Maybe that's the Syracuse bias in me. Um, But, you know, he a year ago was a lock to start in the World Cup. Um, But then, you know, a big injury kept him out all year, made him miss the World Cup. So I think it'd be a great story for the league if he comes back and he's back to where he was before because he was a top three to five center back in MLS before his injury. And I think, you know, talking about Almada, I think if Atlanta is back in the playoffs, a lot of it will be riding on Miles Robinson as well and how 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 much he could lock down that back line. Well, that's great. We have so many stories, so many predictions here, um, you know, between just the regular season predictions, uh, the the competition predictions, the individual awards. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We have, I have a lot of stuff to now watch and see how these uh, kind of narratives do happen throughout the season. I'm locked and loaded. Eli got MLS, uh, my super pass on Apple TV. I've committed. So Cody. I have not yet purchased mine. 
you will hopefully get your subscription for free uh, through the, the <laughs> through the league of players, the PA. Um, but Eli, it's great. Again, uh, links in the description to follow Eli around. Uh, such a, a good brain on the MLS. It's so fun to see just how in-depth you go. Obviously, you take it a step further and don't just cover stuff. You do fun content. Obviously, you did the kits and kicks recently. Um, and you rated the, the, all the, the jerseys that came out. So again, it's such a, such a good follow, but I'm sure everyone listening to this already knows as you're at well over 50,000 followers on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for having me. And it's, it's great to, to catch up with Cody, someone I feel like I haven't talked to in a few years. Um, but you know, I love talking to, to MLS greats and, you know, um, this was super fun. Love predicting things. Yeah, well, thank you as well. Obviously, if you out there had predictions, shoot them our way. Uh, we're at Life Between the Sticks on Instagram and TikTok. We'd love to uh, stitch your predictions, or you can stitch ours and give us yours as well. Uh, we'll be loving it. So anyways, uh, if you would, five-star reviews, Apple Podcast, Spotify helps us get seen. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well as social media, but we're out. Uh, MLS season is here. It is, it is, and I'm very excited. We'll have a lot of content breaking out the games. It's a big day for Saturday. Block the calendars, gentlemen. It is here. All right, well, until next time, we're out. Uh, take care. Have a good one.